0: Hi, I'm Addison Landers.
1: And I'm Tonya Akins, President and CEO of Howard County Library System.
0: And we would like to welcome you to HiJinks, a podcast brought to you by Howard County Library System. We're celebrating National Library Week, and this year's theme is, there's more to the story. Our big story this year is the new Lakefront Library. We are here with Tonya Akins to discuss the new library. Hi, Tonya.
1: Hi, Addison. How are you today? I'm well, good to see you.
0: So... Uh, can you tell us your vision for the new library? What spaces do you see, and what spaces has the community been asking for?
1: Oh, thank you so much for that. I almost have to close my eyes when I start talking about this because vision, dreaming, that's what we want the community to do with us when we talk about this new space. So, part of where I'm coming from with this, and you'll see that our campaign is titled The Future Belongs to Everyone. So, when we're talking about this library and this space, What it can be, we have started with people, right? Uh, We know that libraries are well known for the book. Uh, Even the traditional library is about people and their interaction with the book, right? And what they can draw from the book. So we really started with centering people and the way that our community comes together, the needs that our community has as far as its educational pursuits, um, our academic realities, as far as our statistics, our early learning, school age, uh, statistics, uh, and really wanting to make sure that we had something that reflected our local condition and also was flexible enough to grow with our community into the future. So, this new lakefront library connects us with that beautiful lakefront, our our precious jewel in our community, uh, and provides for early learning spaces. So, Addison, um, people are usually surprised when I share that fewer than 60% of Howard County young people are testing ready for kindergarten. We're actually at a level of 54% across all demographic groups, and even lower for children of color. This new library allows us to achieve early learning spaces and sufficient classroom size to reach the demographic that is not yet served by our school system or even our preschool and head start classes right so we're looking at that group birth to age three when that brain is undergoing rapid development uh, those folks and their caregivers really being uh, instructed by our team and getting on a path to kindergarten readiness through classes, instruction, uh, resources, and explorational space. We also see literacy kitchens, Addison, and you might say cooking in the library? (laughs) Kitchens?
0: I love to cook, but I'm not sure that you want me cooking in the library.
1: (laughs) I think you're going to love this, Addison. So many people may not know that public libraries have had literacy and teaching kitchens in their spaces for about a decade now, right? Not only nationally, but internationally. um, Using Culinary literacy to reach multiple literacies, right? So recipes, your reading, math, you're measuring, right? All of the STEM concepts. Uh, they're using it in conjunction with local healthcare providers uh, and health departments to teach uh, cooking for certain conditions, right? Cooking for diabetes, for example. Um, and so just multiple opportunities. We've heard from our seniors their request for intergenerational space in libraries, that they don't only want space uh, with their group, um, but with all people in our community. Space for learning and sharing. Uh, and then I would say space for our teens and guess what? Quiet space, because libraries are so much more active than they were, right? Years ago, they're bustling spaces and people want that quiet space as
0: well. That's all very exciting. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I was at one of the listening sessions and I saw people's uh, jaws drop when yes. you mentioned the statistic about uh, kindergarten readiness. And I know just from my experience in some of the branches, like teen spaces, are um, something we definitely need. And, yes. and the idea of a literacy kitchen just, I mean, food brings people together and people from, you know, all, yes. all different backgrounds. So that's that's exciting to hear that that's uh, that's part of the vision. Uh, the original library was planned in the Meriwether district, and uh, I was excited at the idea of it being below housing. Um, so, I'm just kind of curious, what uh, was the reason for the plan changing?
1: Yes, thank you so much for that question. So, you are correct. The original site was in um, what is uh, noted in the downtown Columbia plan as the Crescent, which is, we now know as the Meriwether District, uh, near Colorburst Park, for those familiar with the area. When we started working with uh, the housing commission, Howard County Housing Commission, and Howard Hughes, the developer, um, really looking at how we would site uh, the library and the housing uh, with these incredible partners, um, looking at um, all of the challenges that we have at the existing site, chiefly among them, um, insufficient space on the exterior for programming and People might say, well, wait a minute, aren't you planning a library building? What does this have to do with the exterior? Um, Howard County Library System um, serves a highly engaged community and many of our larger Classes and events and engagements happen on the exterior of our buildings. Um, We use the East Columbia parking lot quite a bit, transform space around. Um, We're unable to do that at the central branch, right? That's a constraint we would have been taking with us to the Meriwether site. Uh, And additionally, as we were working with the partners, um, really trying to achieve the best for the housing commission, the best for uh, the library, and ultimately the best for our community, decided that we could come up with a better solution. Um, I was able to have some conversations uh, with the partners as well as with uh, Howard Hughes on just stepping back and, and kind of visioning, um, the possibilities in our community, uh, and that's how we arrived at the lakefront. So this solution actually allows for increased, uh, an increased number of units, housing units, at the Merryweather site, and those units to go forward unencumbered by the progress of the library project um, uh, not uh, bound by the height of the library with regard to um, their construction uh, of the housing units, um, allowing the library to achieve the space on the uh, building and the exterior that it needs to fully operate its program. So it was a win-win solution. And I'm really grateful to the Housing Commission. I'm really grateful to Howard Hughes uh, because all partners were able to work together collaboratively, truly grateful to the county uh, for their role in just listening and, and working through um, what is a very complex project to arrive at a solution that is a win-win-win-win-win for everybody, right? Um, uh, and so just very satisfied with this and, and really thankful.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I was sh- I was shocked at first when I heard that that plan of the library and the housing was going away. But this this sounds like we're going to get more housing and we're going to have that better exterior space. I mean, that lakefront yes. view right from the library. Absolutely. You can't beat that.
1: And it's important for people to know that currently at the lakefront, There's no public amenity, there's no public parking, and there are no public restrooms. So when we talk about engaging our community with uh, this precious uh, resource, uh, even for the mental wellness, uh, the physical wellness uh, aspects of it, um, you're not able to do that well and often um, without that, that space there we're going to be able to activate the lakefront through this project. So it's not only a win for the library, for our community, it's going to be an anchor and a win for everything that is to come.
0: Yeah. So, so it takes what is now, um, not public parking, And could you explain how that is going to work with the library? Yes,
1: absolutely. So this lakefront library actually sits on surface parking that is currently in the Whole Foods North parking lot, right? So there are parking spaces um, that would be removed through this project and replaced through this project. So um, no worries, community, I hear you. I go to Whole Foods. Also, I want a parking space. Don't worry, this project, replaces every single space that uh, will be taken by the library in a new covered garage. Uh, And there will be additional parking spaces for the library customers, as well as other uses. So uh, there are about 200 spaces that will be taken by the project. The project will turn over 500 spaces through the shared
0: garage. Wow. So I can go to the lakefront, not worry about parking, check out a book and maybe go pick up lunch
1: absolutely (laughs) absolutely
0: yeah that sounds awesome so uh how um how was the architect chosen for this project um i've seen the renderings and they're quite stunning um and i I also want to know um how did we decide we needed a new library
1: yes yes thank you so much for that so so I'll start with how we started. We needed a new library and move into move into this. So the Downtown Columbia plan uh, was adopted by the County Council in 2010 and then updated in 2016. And that plan uh, called for a new downtown library and uh, Columbia's new downtown, right, which is what you see happening in the Meriwether District, all of the the beautiful new uh, uh, retail and apartments that are there, and then on across to what will become the Lakefront District. Um, The library then engaged Group 4 architecture, research and planning in 2019 to update our facility's master plan. And that plan called for a new 100,000 square foot library in downtown. And we arrived at that number with, uh, with the uh, Group 4 team in looking at the way that our customers currently use our library, the uh, current occupancy um, or population here, uh, all of the anticipated residents that will be here, the addition of millions of square feet of retail and conference space, um, 640 hotel rooms that will come on and over 6,200 Uh, mixed uh, affordable and market rate uh, apartments that will be built in the downtown and lakefront district. So a lot of new density coming to our area. Our population is scheduled to increase a minimum of 15%. So in looking at all of that and the load that the current branch is currently carrying, um, that's how we arrived at the 100,000 square foot branch Additionally, um, rolling in the Maryland state uh, minimum guidelines for libraries of one square foot per capita. So taking all of that information got us to 100,000 square feet, which is what you see proposed now. I had opportunity um, uh, to engage uh, Howard Hughes around not starting with the site of the library, but starting with people, starting with vision, um, really taking time to step back and um, have a conversation about our community. And I really thank uh, the Howard County Council last year when we were before them during budget season um, with the plan for the Meriwether site. it was a complicated project, and the funds were put in contingency, and that really gave us the time to go back, um, hit the reset, and, and be a lot more thoughtful about this project, um, get to this solution that provides for more housing and the library that this community needs. Um, and so that's how we got to that. Um, so they, they listened, uh, they heard, um, the developer and the landowner, Howard Hughes, Um uh, was willing to have a conversation about this, and they chose the, the architect, Thomas Heatherwick, Heatherwick Studio, uh, and provided on their dime uh, the opportunity for me to be able to sit and just vision with them about uh, the library and have them learn about our community. Uh, they visited our spaces, uh, and I shared a lot about my travels to Uh, Denmark and uh, the Netherlands uh, and some of the world-class libraries there and the way that their society thinks about culture, the way they think about people. Um, There is, and I'll I'll give you this quick uh, story because it's relevant to the spaces. Um, In one of the libraries in Denmark, there is a public art piece that is like a long cylinder hanging from the ceiling um, that is actually chimes every time somebody is born in their community. They celebrate new life. Like it is connected to the local hospital and it sits, it could have sat anywhere in community, it sits inside of the library and it is loud. (laughs) It is massive. And you'd think like, isn't it supposed to be like this quiet space? It's going to interrupt everything every time it goes off. And it does. But they don't think of it as an interruption. And the most important thing is that when that new life comes, like the first thing, among the first things that they're doing is connecting it with the library. That is powerful. And so, and so things like that, these spaces that are people-centered, right, with all of the resources people need to be their best selves. Um, it's just, it's just awesome. So I was able to, to have that conversation with Thomas Heatherwick and his team. Uh, they are world-renowned designers, highly sought-after. Um, he's an English designer, um, most famous for his original and really thought-provoking architectural designs. Uh, their focus on humanity and sustainability um, really aligns with a transformative comprehensive library at the lakefront.
0: Yeah wow that's that's a lot of information it and is. I kind of rolled two questions in there at yes. you yes. And, I, and I wish I would have broken them up so let's uh, try to unpack a little bit of that. Um, yes. As far as the um, the library goes and the architect Thomas Heatherwick I yes. um, I agree and see 100% what you're saying. I'm one of the projects I'm working on here at the library is updating our website. And we've done a lot. We've had a lot of conversations with the community. And when um, I had heard that name, I looked up the firm and and everything you're saying about how they really look at and consider and have conversations with the community before they design and build something. I mean, just seemed exactly like how we operate here at Howard County Library System. So I thought that was a really good fit that we're you know, possibly going to be working with someone that operates the same way.
1: Absolutely. And and with the additional opportunity, um, while uh, Heatherwick is uh, or would be the architect, um, there's still an opportunity for us to work with local architects or architects of record who would take that design and move it into buildable drawings, right? Um, And so uh, architecture firms that, Work on libraries all the time, right would be part of this team as well.
0: Okay, so we get a bit of that library expertise oh, and we, a whole lot we get of to it. tie it into yes. our local economy.
1: Absolutely.
0: Wow, it seems like everything's really been thought out. Yes. Um, so why, um, and I should know the answer to this, That's okay. why a new library and not expanding the current library?
1: Thank you for that. Um, we've heard that as well. Um, so part of this is we're trying to get to, need to get to uh, a minimum of 100,000 square feet for all of the reasons explained earlier. Um, additionally, in that downtown Columbia plan, there is a binding agreement between the county and Howard Hughes uh, in a land swap agreement to achieve everything that needs to be accomplished in the downtown vision. So this is not only about the library and that's important to remember, there are many pieces to the downtown Columbia plan. So the current land actually changes hands. I would say also that the site, um, the current site does not yield, it would not be capable of yielding um, what is needed for this vision and really for what the community needs as we've uncovered through our work with Group 4 Architecture.
0: Okay. So talk to me about costs. What yes. is this gonna cost?
1: Absolutely. So the entire project is $143 million. And I know that sounds like a lot of money. It is a lot of money. However, this is not an extravagant build. It is beautiful and it is on the lake. And I should say that the lakefront property is being contributed by Howard Hughes so that there is no cost to the county for that that land. The library building itself is $94 million. The site work and public parking are $38.5 million. And the library frontage, uh, that open space, and transportation improvements are $10,300,000, right? Um, So that's what gets us to um, that $143 million. Uh, The funding for this project comes over several sources over the next uh, four years. Um, Do you want me to give a rundown of that?
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, that'd be nice, but... um... I guess first, to help me understand, um, it sounds like this might be a shocking number to some people, but that number is spread out over a longer period of time. Uh, we don't have the cost of land with this current plan, um, and it, this has to be approved by the county council?
1: Correct. So We are still in the budget process. This project has been proposed by the county executive, it's in his capital budget proposal. We are currently at the phase of the budget process where we're in conversation with the county council, and they undergo hearings and workshops to really uh, hear from community, hear from the library, uh, receive the information, review and make a decision. Uh, I will say that uh, I encourage people to take part in these sessions uh, and to watch and listen to them, uh, to engage because um, we've provided even the last session and all of these are recorded. So even if you can't make them in real time, Um, Please go back and and be a part of the conversation and and just learn because there's so much uh, to these projects, so much to know. Um, We are very well in line with costs of other libraries, right, in today's dollars. So when we look at the cost of libraries locally, when we cost out our Miller branch or our Elkridge branch and then, you know, escalate that cost into today's dollars, uh, what we're telling the council now and the community about the cost of this lakefront library project, it is neatly aligned with with those costs. So again, we're, we're construction, you know, inflation, all of these things, the the price escalation. Uh, but what I don't want the community or the council or our team or anyone listening to lose sight of um, is the opportunity cost, right? If we're not to do it, right? When I gave you those statistics um, on early learning. Um, That's a big deal. So we have to frame all of this. We have to frame this beautiful amenity in our community that is underutilized and what it will do for the wellness of our community, the connectivity of our community to be able to have more people at the lakefront, uh, what it will do for our businesses, which currently struggle a bit uh, at the lakefront. that activation, what that will provide. So there's a lot to consider when we look at the numbers, not just the numbers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like that number is in line with what libraries are costing. We're getting extra parking and amenities there at the lake, Absolutely. public amenities there at the lakefront. Um, we're, we're getting all that community opportunity.
1: Absolutely. So uh,
0: there is it is a big number, but there's a lot that we're we as a county yes, are getting for that are. And it will okay. belong
1: to everyone, yeah, including restrooms. There are no public restrooms at the lakefront.
0: So um, what happens if this does not get approved by the county? The budget does not get approved by the county council.
1: If this does not get approved by the county council, we go back to the drawing board again. But we also lose all of those opportunities, right? Okay. Um, and that would be a true loss for this community. So we're putting a hold on making progress in some of those areas, um, like early learning, uh, like providing enrichment opportunities for our school children, um, like teen spaces, like more intergenerational learning opportunities, um, like robust STEM education spaces. All of that is on pause until we get to a place where we can go forward. We also give up the opportunity um, in accepting um the 10 million in state grant funds for which there is not a local match required.
0: And, right? and we also give up that that uh, land. That's right. Wow, that's right. Okay. So let's hear if you if you're uh, willing to put on your uh, finance hat, let's hear the numbers you have for us.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So we've got 20 million to be funded by the state of Maryland. 10 million uh, for fiscal 24, marking unprecedented state funding and support of libraries in Howard County. Uh, 80 million coming from the tax increment financing. this is the TIF if you ever hear that uh, thrown out there, you'll know what that is. This is generated from the downtown Columbia tax development increment. Uh, this was always the intended use of this funding, uh, the creation of public spaces, transit improvements, parks, and parking from the revenue generated by the area's development. 26 million that is to be supported through general obligation bonds from the county's budget. Uh, this is one third less than the original county commitment uh, of the central library's GO bond funding when it was situated in the Merryweather site. We talked about that site in the Crescent um, that actually called for 35 million in GO bonds last year. So um, the ask of the county is actually less at this site than at that one with regard to this funding source. Uh, 10 million in philanthropic dollars, 6 million in library grants to be pursued by the library in the upcoming fiscal years. Uh, uh, 350000 excuse me, in county planning dollars. And this comes from the Downtown Columbia Permanent Public Improvement Fund that is paid into by Howard Hughes. Uh, $600,000, this is in contribution uh, Howard Hughes is giving for design concepting that I talked about, that visioning work uh, with Heatherwick Studio. And then $250,000, which is left of a $488,000 uh, budget budget. Um, from the prior fiscal year was allocated to the library for this project. So yes.
0: okay, It sounds like uh, some some people that uh, know how to work the numbers have really thought about all of the budget and where this will be coming from.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think really thoughtful about using the funding that um, was was again always designed to be used for for this project. Um, I think you know, looking and making sure that uh, we are very thoughtful, having conversations across community. Um, so grateful for the support of our our state delegation, uh, the governor, uh, and everyone uh, for the state dollars. Um, grateful to Howard Hughes for that in kind contribution of the land and the and the design concepting. So. A big lift, right, off of the county as far as the general fund.
0: Yeah, yeah. So in those numbers, you had mentioned uh, TIFF. and I'm a little confused what that is, um, and I think this is kind of tied to a question uh, I've heard a lot about how this money could maybe be used for building a new school instead of a new library.
1: Yes, thank you for that. And I, I you know... Any community, all communities have many, many needs and they can they can seem like uh, competing needs. In this case. Right. The tax increment financing um, is um, designed and designated. Right. Only for specific projects for a specific area. Right. So this funding could not be used for school. Right. It could not be used for something else outside of the area in the projects for which it is specified.
0: Okay. Um, and how much was that part of the budget? That again? is $80 million. Okay. Which is a pretty sizable chunk of that money. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, another, another figure in there, if you want to keep talking about the numbers, <laughs> that- uh, I'm weirdly excited about is that 10 million in philanthropic. Yes. So does that mean people in the community are going to be out there advocating and like c- getting money for absolutely? The so
1: part of the funding path is a 10 million dollar mm-hmm. philanthropic uh, line that will provide the opportunity for foundations, um, local and national, uh, to be a part of this for community members to be a part of this, for businesses to be a part of this. There's an opportunity for federal earmarks, uh, potentially an opportunity for other grants uh, for funding uh, in creative spaces, right? Maker spaces that will be in this location. We talked about the literacy kitchen, the early learning space, the teen space. So lots of opportunity to engage, and we've heard tons of excitement about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it kind of reminds me of, of that um, in the Denmark Library, the yes. the chime that you were talking about. Yes. You know, in a way, it's kind of like our community chiming their support Absolutely. for the library. Yeah. Yes. So, how can people support this library project?
1: First, lend your voice, right? Help us to understand how we can best serve you through this project, what things you've seen um, or desired, whether in library spaces or other spaces um, or happening on the exterior of of libraries, um, what your aspirations are, what your needs are, what things you're thinking about as you look at the future. And then also, um, you know, sharing that right sharing that with your neighbors sharing that with our elected officials Um, as i shared earlier we're in the midst of um, our county fiscal 24 uh, budget process Um, the county council um, welcomes community engagement uh, around our budget process Um, you can share with them your perspective uh, on the library and this proposal um, and we're excited to hear from you
0: Thank you so much, Tonya. It was so nice to talk to you about the Lakefront Library. Um, I'm, I just learned about this like a lot of people, and I'm very excited um, at the prospect, and I hope that the community is as well, and that uh, people take you up on what you just said there and start sharing it and talking about it, and um, get out there and show their support to their county council members, and you know help us get this this space for the community. Uh-huh. built.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for the time today, Addison. I've enjoyed our conversation thoroughly. And community, you're always welcome at your library. Thank you.
0: And thank you all for listening. If you'd like to learn more and share your perspective, visit hclibrary.org slash lakefrontlibrary. One final note, if you're looking for volunteer opportunities, the Get Involved Fair is part of this year's Books and Bloom Festival, May 13th from 1130 to 230. You can learn more on our website or click the link in our liner notes.